This week on Excelsior Journeys, my guest is the latest addition to the Once Upon a Podcast Network, Brandy Nicole. Brandy is a writer of paranormal suspense and mystery. She has penned several novels, including the bestseller Deep in the Hollow and the Shadow World Trilogy. She loves keeping readers on the edge of their seats, and she gets to do that in podcast form with her new show on this network, Haunted Mayhem. We're going to hear all about it and lots more. JLD, do the honors. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of the award-winning podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire, and you're listening to the Excelsior Journeys with George Soroy. Prepare to ignite. So would you say that that's kind of like the lightning bolt moment for And that's you, what the I moment? taught myself how to draw, was actually the Little Mermaid, drawing stills Mine of Ariel. I've got better things to do tonight than so die. jumped out of his chair and said, who the F is this? I remember walking out of the theater with and saying, I'm going to write Halloween I'm sex. rather impressed with your research. Rarely do people ask me about children in the corner. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just do it. You know, throw yeah. some spaghetti yeah. against the wall. See this if it is sticks. George Soroy saying to all of you, ever upward. Welcome back to Excelsior Journeys, part of the Once Upon a Podcast Network. This is George Soroy. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for tuning in for episode 199. That's right. We're just one episode away from the big 200. And the great thing is, is that by hitting that milestone, it is not the end of anything. It is the it is enjoying a brand new era of the Once Upon a Podcast Network. This show is now one of seven shows that are all about inspiring, motivating, celebrating, educating, and even rejuvenating creatives of all kinds. They say, write what you know. They say, write what you love. And the same is definitely true when it comes to podcasting. And we have a, a perfect example of someone who writes what they know and what they love, and podcasts, what they know and what they love. And who we have here is my guest for this week, which is best-selling author Brandy Nicole. Brandy is a writer of paranormal suspense. She writes urban fiction. She is a best-selling author as well. And she has been able to take what what her passions are and bring it to this wonderful world of podcasting. And I'm so proud to have her as the latest member of the Once Upon a Podcast Network. This show, Haunted Mayhem, has just started. So please go ahead and look us up on the Once Upon a Podcast Network page on iTunes and other platforms, especially Captivate, which is our home base. You can also find us on Spotify, Amazon, and a whole lot of other places as well. And Brandy is here to tell us all about getting into this wonderful world of podcasting and also her experience as an author. So you're going to learn a lot from her as well. It is my pleasure to introduce to you this week's guest, Brandy Nicole. Brandy, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. And thank you so much for being here. This is going to be a lot of fun, and I am so thrilled to have you on board with the network. I think that you're going to have a blast doing all this. Yes, I'm so excited. I never thought that it would happen, but I, you know, here we are, and I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, yeah. And so just a little bit about, before we dive into your origin stories, a little bit about Haunted Mayhem itself. Can you tell us a little bit about the show itself, what to what our listeners can expect? Okay, so my two passions are true crime mm -hmm. and the paranormal. 
Mm-hmm. And it's also what I write, as you've stated. So, but what about life beyond that? Like, you know, the victims, like, do they come back to help solve their murder or do they haunt their their killer after death? Mm. And so these are stories that I have found where the victim helped solve their murder or the killer was haunted by their victims even even in in prison, one famous one is Al Capone. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was I cover his story, but um, basically he was haunted by someone he had murdered all the way until his until his death. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. So it just kind of dives into like you know what happened, the mystery of it, and how it got solved. That's um, great. Yeah. So, you know, you don't ever get rest until you've got justice. I like that. Don't ever rest until you got justice. And yep. and you're, you're you've chosen a, a terrific field to get into when it comes to podcasting because I'm really excited to have to have you on board because the big one of the biggest most popular genres in podcasting is true crime. Yes. And you're you're in a great field, and I am really excited to see what what this is all about. And this is a perfect addition to the network because there is so much material that's there in real life that's going to inspire so many people yes. to want to come up with their own stories that yeah. are centered around that. that would just say like, "Oh wow, I heard about this on Haunted Mayhem." I would love to you know, take that sort of story and kind of create my own little premise. It's a little twist on, on real life and see what happens there. So this is definitely fitting that mold of inspiring creatives everywhere. So I'm yes. really glad to have you on board with that. Well, and, and another plug that I'm going to have on the show, I've, I've already got some stories, but at the end of the show, I do what I call hometown haunts. Mm. And it's stories that people have told me of local murders, local hauntings, stories related to, you know, someone solving their, their own murder or, you know, haunting the land, just, just hometown haunts, basically, like it's called. And so anyone who's like, oh, I have a story, but I've only got like one, but I would love to share it. You know, I'm encouraging people to send those to me as well. And I will plug them in at the end of the show. And give them a shout out. That's great. That's great. I always, always love to hear about audience participation. And that is, that is a terrific way to do it. So you're already starting on great footing because you not only are part of a network that is supporting you and, and wants to help you succeed in any way possible, but you're going into a true crime genre, Mm -hmm. which is going to be a blast. Yes. And then you have the audience participation on top of that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, who doesn't love to get their stories read or even mm-hmm. heard on the air? So yeah. I, I think that's, I think, I think you're definitely onto something here. I'm really well, excited. You. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I want to take you back to the time that I always like to refer to as the lightning bolt moment. And that's that moment in time when you experience something or, read something, hear something, meet someone, and it just kind of puts you on that path to 
who it is that you want to be. All of a sudden you're saying, that's the kind of life I want to live. That's the kind of person I want to be. What was it about this field in terms of, in terms of true crime, in terms of hometown haunts, in terms of your writing? What was it that really grabbed your attention first? Probably my grandpa. Really? <laughs> yes. He used to, one of his favorite things was telling stories. He would sit around and tell stories all day long. And he, I, I would sit there and listen to him for hours. Very nice. And we, he would tell the most fascinating urban legends to local murders to, I mean, just anything. And then on top of that, we had a local author that came to our school and I had always, you know, wrote out stories or whatever, but I didn't know it was a thing like I could do. And then mm-hmm. the, a local author came, I was in like second grade. And after I met them, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, like mm-hmm. they wrote all these books. I, I guess I don't really know what I thought before that, <laughs> like where books <laughs> came from, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that it was actually people that wrote them. But after meeting them, I kind of just was so inspired. I actually went home and wrote my first book that day. I mean, it was a, it was a picture book and it was about a boy and his pet alligator. So, I mean, you know, I kind of started off on a weird path anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So, and then I just, you know, was always fascinated by the paranormal thanks to my grandpa and my aunts. They, you know, we used to sit around and watch all the Annie Rice movies together and Stephen King. So I was kind of raised around urban legends and it's just been inspiring. And then, you know, to have my own hometown haunts here, one of my biggest fascinations was what we call the Dover lights and deep in the hollow is based on the Dover lights, but it's just a big urban legend that everybody around here always talks about. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I was just raised in a culture of, of that. Nice. Yeah. That's great. So it's, it's, it's almost like you can't help but be creative. Yes, because there there are stories being being told by family members. There are various urban legends around the town, and then uh-huh. you have that sort of feeling of just like you know, just wanting to get swept up in all of that. So it's just yes. like you can't help but be but be creative. You can't help but want to share your own your own spin on things. Yes, so that's that's terrific. Uh-huh. And so so when you finish that first story that first kid's book Mm -hmm. uh what did you do with it did you get it bound or anything or did you no you know know, it was just the the good old uh, staple gun to the side Mm -hmm. (laughs) my mom still has it (laughs) oh really (laughs) yeah but yeah that's as far as that one went and i wrote several stories growing up as a teenager but I, i really don't know where some of those are but that one she kept and, you know, it's just got the little staples down the side on construction paper. So <laughs> nice. Oh, that's great. That's great. And the stories that you were telling in in high school that mm-hmm. you were that you were writing up, did they inspire stories that you would later write when you actually really got, you know, really started to focus on writing in general? Yes. Um, ah. So, you know, during high school, you know, all that angst and that's it. Writing really helped me get through high school. Mm. And it's why I had also started the teen writers program at our local library. Excellent. Yeah, we, we ran that for almost eight years. And then, you know, COVID hit. Mm. Uh, and we haven't, we, we tried getting it started back again. But like, you know, 
getting it started back up was, it's just been a struggle with just like any other program that we have at the library. But we had done the teen writers program and it was because during high school, writing was my escape. And there were short stories that I wrote in high school that I later incorporated into my Shadow World series. It was the first series that I published. And the first book's called Uniquely Unwelcome. Mm. And just from the title, you know, you can tell that it's probably going to have some bullying in it. Mm. Uh, There's, you know, because the main character is just not welcome in, in her world. And so, like, I got to use a lot of the struggles that teens face in the book from past writings that I had done. Hmm. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. I actually kind of did something similar to that with, with my own characters that I had been just kind of creating since grade school, really just yeah. kind of, you know, just doing like little basic rudimentary sketches of mm-hmm. robotic characters that were all just like squares, rectangles. It was nothing, nothing really there during that first couple of years that I, created them. But then as I got older, I started developing them a little bit more and adding more details to the characters and then and then got to a point where it's just like, well, I can't draw that well. So I'm gonna have to start <laughs> writing about them. And right. so that's and so that's what led to, you know, the writing, which, you know, led to eventually the creation of my main character in my trilogy. So it's you know it's it's amazing what can what can happen when those oh, characters yeah. just kind of stick around. Yes, you know, it it's is. like they refuse to go away, uh, right? <laughs> or when new characters come and you're like, "Look, I'm not done with these over here," and they're like, "But I need your attention," and I'm like, mm-hmm. "Please stop." <laughs> right? Or even just like, yeah, "Here, new person, come on over here. I'd like you to meet this old person." Because yeah. So you know, and and you guys just talk, see what see what comes up, you know, in your conversations, and we'll see what happens. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so. When did you start actually like really buckling down and really getting serious about writing? It was, I really started writing. So me and my husband traveled mm-hmm. and he he worked a lot. And so like, you know, I really got into writing because I spent a lot of time, you know, alone. And so I really just got lost. I had time to get lost in my characters and stuff. And I published my, I, I published Uniquely Unwelcome in 2012 nice and so then after that and i mean that was hard Whoo, mm-hmm. that was hard yeah. <laughs> i was like i don't know if i can do this but my husband was like no you've got to do this you know this is this is what you do he's like this mm. is just you know this is your thing you could tell it's like yeah. no you you are a storyteller it's time yes. for you to tell some stories yes so. and so he really put he he helped push me and like when I thought I was going to be sick from all the nerves, he mm. was like, you know, here's some ice. <laughs> Calm uh, down. <laughs> that's nice. But yeah, it was in 2012 that I published Uniquely Unwelcome and just published my 19th novel. 19. Yeah. 19. That is very impressive. Now, uh, you. do you do you have a do you have a team, like cover artist, editor, beta readers, things like that? Yes, I do. I... I've been through a few editors. Some was due to, you know, they had to quit because of various reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, But Nicolette, I've stuck with her for the last four years and she's amazing. Uh, And then Melissa Stevens, I work with her a lot on my covers. If not her, cover me, darling. Mm -hmm. Uh, Those two are usually my go-tos with covers. 
Nice. Uh, then, you know, I have a list of beta readers, author friends, like that. Okay. I'm stuck on an idea. Mm-hmm. Can you talk this out with me? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. When, so, yeah, when, we, definitely... when we can be, when we can be, the author community can be very, very helpful and supportive oh, yes. and loving. You know, so. Oh yes, for sure. Yeah. And that's, that's a big part of it. I mean, like, you know, we're not enemies. Um, no, there's no. plenty of, there's plenty of room for everybody. Exactly. So yeah, that's, that's my whole philosophy. And if you can't be that way, get out of my circle. <laughs> like, I love it. I love it. And, and that's, and that's really like the perfect fit for the network as well, because mm-hmm. I've always felt that uh, when it comes to author communities, mm-hmm. when one of us succeed, we all have a shot to succeed because that's, right. that's when, because when, you know, when they take it, when readers take a chance on an unknown reader, they'll start looking at some other unknown readers and seeing mm-hmm. what else have I missed. Yes. And then all of a sudden you have the unknown reader that you've just discovered putting out a whole lot of info about all these other authors and mm-hmm. those other authors are putting out a whole bunch of stuff about you. Yeah. And, and so it creates this wonderful circle of support. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. that was, that was a big driving factor that led to the creation of this network as well. Yes. It was basically just saying that, you know, like you can, you can say, listen, you know, download my show, download my show, download my show until you're blue in the face. Mm-hmm. But if you're saying, Download this show, download that show, download their show, download, mm-hmm. you know, this show that just started. Then all of a sudden, you know, you're going to, you have a chance to get more people. Oh yeah. Yes. So, yeah. So, so one of the books reached a best-selling status, correct? Yes. And which one was that? I will bury you. Awesome. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and was that part of the, of the series that, that you started or is that a, a standalone? What's it's the, a standalone. Um, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And at Once Upon a Book, it, it got Y Book of the Year as well. Really? Yes. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. That is great. And so the, so the, so night, I'm still blown away by that. 19 books. That is mm-hmm. fabulous. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm still, I'm still kind of, you know, stuck on, I, I, you know, if I want to cheat a little bit and, you know, like mess with the numbers, I'm on number eight. So, <laughs> but that's but that's basically saying that you know that's counting the five part serial as five separate books you know yeah that's the, you know but if you if you were to put it all into one big volume and everything then i'm on book four of you mm-hmm. know like the fourth book of of you know with a uh and the third book of this other trilogy so yeah, yeah. it's that kind of productivity just blows me away i think that's terrific oh um, thank you what's the what's the average length of your books my fancy books uh, the, like the paranormal suspense and, and like, I have a few fantasy books as well. They are usually between three and 400. I try to keep my mysteries a little bit shorter just because of the action and the speed, you know, you want to keep the suspense up. Um, not, not, too, you want detail, but not like a lot of detail. So mm-hmm. it's usually between 250 and 300. Thousand. Or or pages. Pages. Sorry. Okay. I was just like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they're usually like sixty five thousand words. Okay. Yeah. No, like, I couldn't even imagine. There for a second, <laughs> yeah. I was just like, wait a minute. You know, just, I'm so used to I'm so used to hearing page counts or yeah. word counts. So yes. it's sorry. Like, <laughs> that would oh, be great. crazy. I'd be like. <laughs> How do we keep going? <laughs> right. It's just like the, this encyclopedia, just like here, you know, like read yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's a doorstop. What am I yeah. supposed to do with this? <laughs> right. I actually, I bought a huge book like that the other day. It was about ghosts. I was like, oh my gosh, this is like the thickest book I've ever seen. And it was full of ghost stories. Yeah. And I was like, I'm probably never going to read this, but I'm buying it. Nice. And it was just like a, it was a, like an anthology of ghost stories. Yes. And it's like 1500 pages. Wow. It's, it's super, super thick. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's so heavy, but I was like, this, this is mine. I'm taking this. Yeah. Yeah. I, man. So, so when I, when I last reformatted, my serial into one big volume that came out to like around 700 something pages and with all five books combined. So Mm -hmm. taking that book and then stacking another copy of it on top of that. Yeah. And that's what you got. Yes. Damn. Mm -hmm. Damn. I was like, I probably will never read like I might read one here and there, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. I'm like, I don't know if I'll ever just sit down and like, power through this yeah but i have it (laughs) were there were there certain authors that really you know made you want to want to grab it no it was just the content (laughs) just the the premise yeah Yeah. i'm good with that yeah i'm good with that yeah and that's what that's what's going to get a lot of a lot of listener readers to discover us you know us authors it's going to be it's going to be the premise first and then all of a sudden it's just like ooh, that's fun what else Mm -hmm. does this person have right and then and then there you go. Then you got some fans. So take us to that moment that uh, you finished up the, the first book in your series mm-hmm. and it's published. You have it, you know, like it's, it's bound. You've got your copy and everything. Take us to that moment where you get to hold the finished copy in your hands after all this time. It was so surreal. I was like, this can't be real life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, you know, you're just, you're sitting there and you're holding it and you see your name and you know every character in the story and it's like in your hands mm-hmm. and it's just i don't know it's a moment that it's it's just hard to explain yeah. but like you're like i did it but at the same time it's almost like but is it real <laughs> like mm-hmm. i was like i'm holding it but like whoa but it's just it's just it's just mind blowing and the one of the greatest accomplishments and I still get that way. Like I still, even to this day, like when I got my copies the other day for murder is a game, Mm -hmm. I was just like, wow, these are so pretty. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, it's, it's totally, I mean, mind blowing every single time. Like I did, I did it again. Wow. Yeah. Never thought I would do one. And here we are. I did it again. Mm -hmm. That's right. (laughs) I love every minute of it. Oh, it's great. You have to. You, you have you, to. You really have to. If you if you don't love it, then what's the point of doing it? Exactly. Yeah. And do you do you have a publisher? Do you have? Do you have, are you going indie? What's your? What's um, your I'm, yeah, I'm all indie. Uh, yeah. I have thought about doing like tra- you know trying to find a publisher or going or traditional. But when I wrote Uniquely Unwelcome, I guess I kind of got scared, and I've never really pursued it again. When I wrote Uniquely Unwelcome, I was like. Well, I'm going to reach out to some publishers um, Mm -hmm. and some agents. And I had one, I don't even remember the name of the company now, but I had an agent. She emailed me back and she wanted the manuscript. And so I sent it to her and like, she really wanted to chop it up. Mm. And I didn't, I didn't like it. Mm. Um, Like she sent me back a bunch of like highlights of stuff that she wanted to take out and stuff that I felt was important. Mm-hmm. And so, and crucial to knowing the main character's pain and mm. 
what she was facing and how others treated her. And I know if I was to come out with that story now, after everything that's happened since then, it would probably, you know, be taken differently because it does deal with a lot of, you know, like racism and bullying and, you know, sexism, um, Mm -hmm. things like that. But, but then in, in 2012, they wanted to like skim all that out and just have the adventure story. Mm. And I was just like, yeah, no, no. I was like, yeah, you know, I think I'm just going to not do that. <laughs> so yeah. I didn't, I didn't sign anything with them and it was the only offer offer I had got. And so I didn't, I didn't know anything about indie publishing, but I actually had a, I had met a, another author on Goodreads oh. and they actually, helped me like go through the process, introduced me to their editor and just kind of really got me started on doing it myself. Yeah. So I didn't have to change my story. And I've been doing that ever since. And I've not really ever thought about like reaching out to try traditional publishing again. I mean, I, I have nothing against it. I just think that, I think that experience just kind of like was like, Wait, no. Like, yeah. I don't want to change my story. I just want you to publish it. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think it just kind of gave me like a, you know, kind of like a sour taste in my mouth. Um, mm. But I'm not pursuing it again, you know? Yeah. yeah, who knows? I mean, like, yeah. you know, who knows what the what the future might bring, you know, mm-hmm. with, with, with all of this. Yeah. So after all this, you know, like you've been getting into writing and everything. How did you discover the once upon a podcast network and how is it that, you know, like, how did you, how did you come to the realization that this was some, this was a new challenge for you that you wanted to dive in and try? Well, okay. So I listen to a lot of podcasts because I drive a lot. Like I joke mm-hmm. around all the time that I live more in my Jeep than I do in my house. Yep. <laughs> so we listen to a lot of podcasts and me and my son, had always talked about doing, he, and we still may do it. I don't know. Who knows what the future holds? But he right. wanted to do a YouTube channel. Ah. And one of, he wanted to do where he, because he likes to cook. Cool. And he wanted, and he's, he's 11. Wow. Yeah. He's, he's been a cooker since like he was seven. I'm like, he'll get up and cook breakfast on Saturday mornings. And I'm like, get it. <laughs> like, yeah. Mama's waiting. <laughs> 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 so, but he wanted to do a YouTube channel where I picked a ghost story mm-hmm. and told the story while he cooked a meal from that era or that part of where the story was from. That is so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and is so, so cool. You got to do it now. <laughs> I know, right? I'm 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 still trying to like work it out. We're still like looking at it. I told him we may do some trial and error this summer when we're both, you know, got some more downtime. Mm-hmm. And see how it goes and see how long it takes us. Cause I mean, you know, there's going to be some messes. Yeah. So we're going to, but you know, we're going to try it. And like, so between listening to the podcast and talking to him about it, and I have all these ideas, all these ideas, all these ideas. And then I seen Stacy. Oh, I listened. Oh gosh, please, please don't laugh at my Southern talk, but I think I'm going <laughs> to say this right. Mimesis. Mm-hmm. I listened to it for like the last year. And Stacy had posted, you know, have you ever wanted to do a podcast? Reach out to me. And I was like, oh, I have like tons of ideas. Mm. And so it was kind of like the first 
published book moment, I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. Oh my gosh, I can't do that. Right. And then I just kept like, yeah, but you know, why not? And then I was like, yeah, but so it was like back and forth. And finally I sent her a message, needed another cup of ice, like, Boo, calm down. And Stacy was really awesome about it. She helped me, you know, get started with programs that she used, equipment. Mm-hmm. Uh, she done, of course, you know, she's the the blurb doctor. So she helped me <laughs> create my, <laughs> my tagline for the show. She helped her and Sarah both. They helped me go back and forth with my logo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, I mean, like they were really on board and helpful and, you know, just always just being themselves. They're just awesome. Just yeah. awesome people. So it, she just really helped me get on board with it and got me more comfortable. Um, mm-hmm. So it was good support right from the beginning. Stacy and Sandra are terrific yes. partners on this. So that to me just, just has me feeling like nothing but good vibes for this whole venture. I think it's going to be terrific. So what was your experience like getting that first episode recorded? It was a lot. I, I think I, I think I had like 30 recordings. Really? Um, yeah. I was like, no, 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 no. I would like hit stop and like, oh my gosh, you know, like I, I cannot believe I just said that or like, you know, it took me forever. And, mm-hmm. you know, finally, it finally it had to come down to you're gonna have to quit being picky. Because mm-hmm. it's like, I would say a word because like, you know, I'm from the South. I'm, I say things weird. And I'm like, you're, no worries. You're no going to either have to do this or you're not going to do this. I, you mm-hmm. can't, you can't change the way that you talk. Yeah. And so like, it was, it's kind of like one of those things, like when you, when you're like, oh, I'm a good singer. And then you like actually hear yourself singing and you're like, oh my God, you're like, no, I'm not mm-hmm. uh, just hearing your voice play back. And you're like, whoa, okay. Yeah. I want like that beautiful radio voice and it's not there like I thought it would be (laughs) so (laughs) and so it 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 was a lot of you know just a lot of pickiness at first for sure I didn't have that much the second time because I finally was just like just tell the story right learn about what you sound like quit weren't just just talk just do what Mm -hmm. you do and so it it did get better but that first time I was yeah it was a little rough getting started and then I was like Mm -hmm. once I got it all done I was like Oh my gosh, like, do I really want to put this out there? And then it was just, it was kind of like a self doubt moment or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, "Ah, you know, I've already committed. Why not? (laughs) I've already got it recorded. And I'm glad you do. You know, like, I really am. I'm glad, I'm glad you do. And I am just, I'm really excited for what you're going to bring to to this network. So, so is this a weekly show? Bi weekly? What's the bi weekly? Bi-weekly. Okay. Yes. And does it go up? What are the, when, what, what day of the week does it go up? Wednesday. Wednesday. Great. Yes. Very nice. Very nice. And so, so based on your experiences with everything that you've done so far, what tip, what one tip do you have for the young and hungry creative that is not quite sure what it is that they really want to do, but they have a story in them that's got to come out in some way. What do you suggest? So like I tell, I told my teens, you know, keep, whether it's writing, songwriting, uh, YouTube shorts. I mean, I, I've had, I've had teens that, you know, done drawings and anime and made, 
YouTube shorts out of it. Mm-hmm. Whatever your creative passion is, it's going to tell you what you need, what your soul needs, as long as you listen to it. Don't fight nice. it. Just if you have to just sit and quietly listen to it, it'll tell mm-hmm. you what it needs. Don't listen to the people around you. They're going to, they're going to, everybody's going to find something to say. It doesn't matter what they say. It matters mm-hmm. what your soul says mm-hmm. and it will tell you what you are destined for. That's great. I love that. I love that. And where can my listeners find you on social media? I'm on Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram. Those are my two main ones that I go to. And yeah. then, you know, my website, www.brandynicole.com. Mm-hmm. And on Amazon, Goodreads. I'm usually on those two. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Just like what, what Brandy said, listen to your soul. Your soul is what is going to tell you what direction is best for you to go in. And the great thing is, is that your soul is going to say writing, but then it can also say, let's try podcasting. Yep. Let's, let's try songwriting. Let's do all, you know, like all these different things. There is no end to your creativity. The only time when your creativity ends is when you make it end. Mm -hmm. So keep pushing forward, listen to your soul and let it guide you to what it is that you love. It has done that for Brandy. It has done that. My own soul has done that for me. And next week I get to celebrate that with 200 episodes of this very show. And everyone involved with the Once Upon a Podcast Network, they all have listened to their souls. They have all tapped into what it is that they love, what it is that they know. And we have already succeeding in, I believe we are succeeding in inspiring, motivating, celebrating, educating, and rejuvenating creatives of all kinds. So please tune in and to Haunted Mayhem every other Wednesday and keep on, keep on subscribing to the Once Upon a Podcast Network. We are just going to keep getting bigger. We're just going to keep getting better. And we are going to have a whole lot more content for you in the months and years to come. And if you have a show that you believe fits right in with the Once Upon a Podcast mold, reach out to us. Reach out to me at george at he's got it.com. Tell me about your show. You can find me on social media. I'm all over there. I'm on, well, not all over there anymore because I just got rid of my Twitter account, but I am on Facebook. I'm on Instagram and you can find the network page itself. Once upon a podcast network by going to Facebook and go to once upon a podcast network.com to subscribe to all the different shows that we have and to keep us in mind for the future. So for Brandy Nicole, this is George Soroy saying to all of you ever upward and I will see you next week. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Excelsior Journeys. I hope it was both inspiring and entertaining. Special thanks to Zach Comtois for providing new music for the intro and outro. Please take a moment to leave a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, please share it with your friends and subscribe to your platform of choice by going to he'sgotit.com slash podcasts. While there, you can also fill out the application to be a guest, inquire about sponsorship opportunities, and click on the Buy Me a Coffee link if you wish to give your support to the show. All interaction is very much appreciated. If you have a question, comment, 
or suggestion for the show, please direct it to george at he'sgotit.com.